Is there anything you can't do, nigga? I don't know. Go, bro. <laughs> Good one, little brother. Shaq, 17 blocks for Riley, you had one. That's got to make you feel fucked up. It did at first. Then I realized hating on Riley's superior game doesn't make my game any better, so guess I have to work harder, step up to his level. That's what great players do. They bring the best out of everyone on the team. So he's better than you? Yes. And stacks more paper and gets more holes than you, nigga? Absolutely. Welcome back to the latest edition of Simple Math. I'm your host, King Brubman III. And this is your boy, Mister. So and this is our Boondock Side Series pod recap. Um, today we're going to be covering Season 2, Episode 8, titled Ballin'. And this episode is uh, one of the best as far as just the pure jokes go uh, when it comes down to it. So the episode starts and Riley's having a dream of him being an NBA star. Uh, so that kind of sets the precedent yeah. for the episode. Or yeah, the precedent for the episode. And what happens this episode is essentially that Riley. Riley, for one, he's really good. He's really good at. Ba- basketball in general he's really athletic dribbling dribbling dribbling, dribbling. i was gonna get to that part <laughs> right, yeah, dribbling go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, yeah so he comes tries out for the team tom has a little team that they suck and then riley comes and you know he does a bunch of flashy moves he finally gets on the team at woodcrest and then they figure out he really can't he can't shoot at all at whatsoever he finally goes to play for tom's team because tom wants to put together the basketball version of the Mighty Ducks for Woodcrest, and he finds Riley, and everything's hunky dory. Yeah. Not even not not even hunky dory. Everything's kinda okay, but Riley, being Riley, lets his ego get in the way, and he essentially says he's not going to participate if he doesn't have some type of control. Yeah, and which you know. That's not necessarily a bad idea at all. You know, say that, I mean, anyone who does a service for anybody should have some type of, some type of control in the situation. Some type of leverage, yeah. Um, but um, but the problem that Riley ran into with this episode is that Riley still isn't a very, he hasn't really honed his craft. He's not a very, he pl- he does a lot of the, you know, little like moves, like little, like, you know, all the kids the trying to cross shit. over and stuff, but you know what I'm saying? He doesn't, he's never really been groomed of how to actually prepare and practice and stuff like that. Because when they asked him about practice, he's like, practice? Yeah. He's like, what do they do with it? Is that what they do at practice? When he was asking, when they were trying to teach him how to shoot. Yeah. So, I think that, um, I don't know, I'll see what you think. But I think, uh, I think one of the values in this episode may be, well, up to this portion of the episode, I would say, is that... They're Riley's, even though he's eight, they're kind of grooming him for uh, just manhood in general. It's not just about the basketball. And that it, it, it's, it's about that. it's about they're trying to, you know, they want to not necessarily fix his attitude, not that it's wrong, but they want to make him more mature and more like willing to actually like take advantage of the stuff that he's good at and maximize that potential. Well, yeah, I mean, most youth sports, just in general, like in real life, yeah. even so, it, uh, the purpose of youth sports is to teach kids yeah. uh, team-building skills, yeah. teach them to and work that, with other people. Yeah. And like, that's what's great about sports because it's so, it's so applicable to real-life principles yeah. that you can use. Yeah, that's true. Just working hard, being, being on time, being dedicated, consistency, you know, those are just good habits to build. 
Yeah. So, you know, I don't know, you know, but hey, that that's how I, what do you think? That's how I looked at it. What do you This think? episode, I think more or less is about um, having the attitude and the skill being two separate things and how they don't always coincide and how that creates a real big problem because Riley thinks he's the best basketball player because he is the flash he is and he's the best dribbler and this, that, and the third. And he honestly does, out of all the kids he plays with, he does have the most potential. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can't argue that. Riley does have the most potential out of all the kids he plays with, but in reality, he can't shoot. And that's the most fundamental part of basketball. I guess what there's, they're really flexing on is just a general concept of people going for the elaborate before they even get the basics down. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can't run before you can walk type thing. Or, you know what I'm saying? You're not going to run before you can walk. Yeah. And that's exactly what Riley was doing. And to to appoint Tom trying to achieve his dreams of being that Mighty Duck-esque coach. Like he, I, I don't know, he, uh, he kind of just moved too fast. Yeah. He went too big. Like, you know what I'm saying? Instead of building a core team, he just tried to bring Riley on and thought Riley was going to dominate Every single thing on the court, and he, yeah. like we said, couldn't shoot. Yeah, you could still, re- you could still relate that, and that's a good. Um, you could still relate that to life now because you know everything's a highlight reel. Oh yeah, now. especially so now. like you know, especially the illusion, with social media. Oh yeah, everything's just a highlight reel. You never see, you you never see the the grind, the struggles, the 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 hours like people spend, that, and not just in sports, just anybody that does anything, you know. Yeah. You know, you know, but obviously in the most relevant situation, you know, people like people like LeBron, obviously, an example, you know, they don't see the hours and hours that goes beyond like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He doesn't wake up and chill out. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> LeBron works 24-7. <laughs> like he's a business. Yeah, he, he has to be open during business hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like these people that really care about their crafts are, you know what I'm saying? They're constantly working at it. Like, yeah, you can be naturally good. But like you said, when Riley questioned practice, that's what practice is for. Because yeah. practice makes perfect in those situations. Yeah. It's just like, uh, I guess it's not, this maybe isn't a tale of being willing. Because like, throughout the episode, Riley does learn to work with the team for the team's sake. And he becomes better. But not completely. Because once he does learn to shoot and learns to pass the ball and all that, he thinks he's a complete player. So he goes back to that base mentality that he can do the same. Or he can do it all alone, rather. So he can go back to that same mentality if he can do it all alone. My question to you is, do you think that when people humble themselves, they eventually get back to that level of cocky they were in the first place? To a fault, to a fault, not to success. I'm asking, is it to a fault? If you, if you, if you're humbled by what exactly? Will uh, you... If you're humbled by an experience, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Oh, matter you're what. saying like in his, in like, general, like if, like, if, if you realize, like, if I was in a situation, you realize, and I realize I couldn't shoot, and then I hold myself and I work and then I get better at what I was sought out to do, would my attitude change? Is that what you're? No, if you got if you got humbled, like let's say you couldn't play guitar one day, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You couldn't play guitar one day, and so, so or no, 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 not that. Somebody told you you weren't that good at guitar that 
one day. Mm -hmm. So you got humbled. And so you got better and better. And once you got to that level where they were able to recognize that you're, you're good again, do you think you would go back to that level where you don't think you have to be told shit again? I guess, uh, oh, I guess, okay. I guess, I, what, I guess what I'm asking, do you think being humbled is a lesson to only be learned once? Is it a lesson that's usually Ooh, that's only question. learned once? Um, I would say no, because there are always other factors that can always come. I mean, you never, you have to, you can't take advantage of of uh your skill your craft either because you never know when things are always going to be you know if things are going to be there or not you never know so you always have to remain some level of humbleness now yeah. if it's a situation where in that situation yeah I'm, a, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna stick my chest out a little bit on that one if i if i if i feel like i worked hard like i don't i never i never discredit anyone for being cocky as long as they had to work to back it up yeah, I, it, I feel you. I've never, you know what I'm saying. If you if you worked hard, bro, just tell, talk your shit, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's why I don't have a problem. Like, people I don't have swinging a problem their with... leverage is not a, is not a bad thing. Hell no. Like you, that you you're not going to have anything if you don't use yeah. your leverage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's another thing I will say. Like I do, I know what you're. I agree with what you're saying. Like to to that point, you, know? you have to you have to have a body of work. Or something that validates you. And then you got to be able to swing that validation to keep constantly, uh, I won't say proven or validating, but I, you know what I'm kind of getting at yeah. here? Yeah, I, I see where you're going with You that. know what I'm saying? You got to use that. You have to use it to your advantage. You know what I'm saying? You have to, when you demand a price, you have to demand it because you have this to show for it. Yeah. Like, don't. Don't underestimate any of your accomplishments. I guess is the best oh, way to put no. it. Oh hell no, that's the best yeah. way to put it. Can't sell, can't sell yourself short, you know, because you know, you know, whatever, you know, there's, there's people all, there, there's so many, um, I guess, how do I want to say this? Um, opportunities. Um, that can just come with just, just from, just from putting yourself out there on a platform, you know, yeah. humble, humble, humbleness is a double-edged sword. You know, it's always too, you don't want to, you want to be, you have to keep it leveled out. Cause you also don't want to downplay, like you said, downplay your accomplishments. Yeah, exactly. You know I don't want, I hope I'm not talking in circles here, but kind of um, in a way, but I know what you're trying to say though. Yeah. You want to use it, but you don't want to use it too much. Like, yeah, swing your leverage, but don't swing it too hard. Right. You shouldn't be going for a home run every time out of the park, but why not? Yeah. Why, why shouldn't you? I'm asking. You think that's too, that, that comes off it like that breaches that area between pride and arrogance. Pride and arrogance. Wait, I'm I'm still not clear on your your like swinging your leverage too much. Like you, from what I got, what you were yeah, saying. Yeah, now like that that leverage. also is the same thing where you have to keep because you still have to always be able to um work with somebody. 
You know what I'm saying? Like success, success is only personal success is great. And there's a lot of rewarding things that you can achieve and self-fulfill for yourself. But at the end, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? No one wants to die alone. So don't be a jerk. I guess what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to, you don't want to be, you don't want to be the guy that, you know, just has everything, but has no one around. You know, you don't want people to resent you either. Yeah. Because some people kind of have to fuck with you, whether it's like, like family or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know coworkers, but you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. I know exactly what you mean by that. Like, yeah. So it's always helpful to just kind of, like I said, just don't take it, uh, take the game for granted in anything. Yeah. No matter what that hustle is. So my question is, why do you think what do you think that they use Riley to give this lesson out because he was kind of really the only person that could do it or Yeah, I think we uh I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. But we we've kind of ran this back uh question back a few times. These characters have their purpose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No other character could fit in their spot and it get across the same message. Yeah. In any of these episodes most times, really. Cause I don't, you know what I'm saying. When you look back at it, the the character, the show is so good because the characters are so strong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. They would never be a. I don't think Huey could be that cocky. You know what I'm saying. Like that. That's just those type of things, and that's really what it is. It was the sheer arrogance that of Riley that carries the episode. Cause even in the end, once they do get it going and they figure out what their get in the zone move is. They still get beat by an unexpected force, so that's an, I guess that's another lesson is how how much control do you have beyond perfecting your craft? Like you can perfect your craft and outside sources still fuck it up. That's very true. LeBron has been the best player in the league for the last how many years? Is going to the final? How many LeBron times like, been the best player on that team? And how many people outside of him have fucked that up? You can do all you can do, but there's still going to be an outside source to fuck you up or knock you off balance in some way, seemingly. Yeah. Well, if, in that situation, you got to put yourself in a good position, too. Yeah. Because, like, you know, in any, any, no matter what profession you choose, there's always a life outside of that, too. That has to be understood. Yeah, that's true. Like, too. I, can't, <laughs> I can't feel sorry for a motherfucker that ain't paying taxes. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. I do, I do, I do feel you on that. <laughs> By the way, Uncle Sam, my check in the mail. <laughs> and I said, don't play him. Don't play him. But yeah, but yeah. All in all, a good episode. Pretty open, open-ended episode. Lots of, uh, lots of little nuggets in there. So, uh, I think that's all I got for. Yeah, it's pretty much all I got. I ain't got much to say. Hell yeah. Uh, it is one of the funnier ones, joke-wise. That's about it that I, I mean, I mentioned that before. But if you're looking for a Boondocks episode just with a lot of back-to-back jokes, this is definitely one to look at. Definitely. But that's about it all I got to say. <laughs> well, all right, guys, we're going to get on out of here. Thank you for listening to Simple Math. This is the Bruh Man. This is Mr. Easy is out of here. Come on! Source 2430. We can still win this. Man, we can't beat them. Now while she in the game, you're gonna have to get in her head the way she's in yours. Right. I got a bag on. <gasps> the 
That's a great idea. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you guys talking about insulting that child to throw her game off? Oh, how about her breath is so stank that um, it smells like hot garbage? Why don't you say something about her mama? Like her head's so big, she used a fitted sheet for a stocking cap. Wait, wait, wait. Your mama's so black, when she get out the car, the oil light come on. I don't think that's gonna work. All right, how about your mama's so fat? No, 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 wait, wait. Your mama's so ashy. No, thing. Wait, Miss Ellerberry was talking about Cindy's mom the other day. Ooh, this is good. This is really gonna get her. Hey, hey. What I had heard was the big Miss Pierce walked on the thing with that big ass. And then, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Game on! You're not gonna cry now, are you? <laughs> your mama got caught giving up neck in the bathroom at the Woodcrest Country Club, and it wasn't your dad. What? This thing's a real squeaker. There goes Riley. Up. Oh, Ooh, for some reason, he left her standing there. Standing, looking Ooh, dumbfounded. wait. Your mama does cocaine when she think nobody ran. Who told you that? Uh-oh, look out. Folks, whatever Riley is doing out there, it is working. Your parents getting divorced, and they wait until after your birthday to tell you. Looks like Riley is all up in her head. And speaking of being ahead, folks, we're looking at something here. 61-44. Riley, this is it. <laughs> this is your day. I always believed in you. Thanks, Coach. Well, look at this. The Tigers have only one player to sub, and it looks like it's little Billy Matthews. Now, Billy is autistic, but he sure loves basketball, getting his first playing time right here today. Son, just go in there and have fun. Today's your 